Welcome to the Disrupt Education Podcast. I'm Peter Hostrasser, the host of the podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. Please do me a favor and hit that subscribe button so you'll be the first to know when new episodes come out. Also, if you get a chance, head over to peterhostrasser.com or disrupteducation.co. You'll see a lot of things about ed reform and you can read my blog, you can contact me and we can have further conversation about changing education for the better. On today's episode, we have Christopher King. He's the founder and CEO of We Are Marcus. It's an educational tech company serving youth of color with data-driven tools. He's also taught at an urban charter school. He's worked in operations for President Barack Obama in 2012, and he supported a $200 million fund for education reform. It's going to be a great podcast. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. If you have a child who's passionate about getting into a really great college, you take him to an SAT coach. If you have a child who's really passionate about playing basketball, you take him to a basketball trainer. But if you have a kid whose passion is off-brand or is trying to find their passion and ignite it, you need to take him to Peter Hostrauser. When I was a junior in high school, I began making videos on YouTube. We're doing something in my small business management class that has never really been done before. It wasn't before long that I met Peter Hostrauser, the small business management teacher who helped put me on a course of entrepreneurship, one of which has been the most uplifting and passionate journeys of my life. Peter is a master at pinpointing passions and opening doors for the youth who need just one correct move to set them in the right direction. He will triple down on their strengths, help them build their network and portfolio, and most importantly, help them utilize these learning points so that they can make money with their passion to live their dream life. I, as well as many others, can honestly say that we wouldn't be where we are without his business and coaching expertise. If you're looking to help your student ignite their passion, contact Peter Hostrauser at phostrauser at gmail.com. The Disrupt Education vlog can be found on YouTube. To hear it in podcast form, search Disrupt Education on any of the following podcast platforms. Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, CastBox, Overcast, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Spotify, or Stitcher. Welcome to this episode of Disrupt Education. Uh, I am delighted to have Christopher King with us today. He is the founder and CEO of We Are Marcus, which is an educational tech company uh, that is uh, serving youth of color with data-driven tools. Uh, Christopher is also taught at an urban charter school. Um, he's worked in operations for President Barack Obama in 2012 and has supported a $200 million fund for education reform. My kind of disruptor of education. Christopher, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. So let's jump right into a little bit about your past, uh, your path in education um, first. What, what did that look like for you? Yeah, so uh, I'm, I'm glad you asked that, a good way to start. Uh, I was raised by educators and, uh, well, an educator in upstate New York. Um, she played both roles of mom and dad, so uh, we joke about that being plural. Uh, <laughs> at that time, um, you know, I've, I experienced uh, uh, growing up in a, a predominantly white community, um, some racial identity challenges. I didn't really confront that 
that much, but it was brought to me uh, in the form of you know kids just trying to find out who they are, uh, and um, uh, that that propelled me into a couple of just you know really um, revealing and consciousness awareing uh, type experiences, uh, and um, you know I I I moved through. Uh, um, schooling with a, a sense of uh, confusion about how I was being taught versus what I got at home, which was an awesome educator. And then I sort of went into school settings and was trying to pick out my favorite teacher, but always critiquing the way that classrooms were run. Uh, <laughs> it's it's the, uh, the consequence of being raised by a teacher, right? Yes. Uh, and um, and uh, I... I, I got into the to the work mostly through activism. Um, I, I was very interested in making things better, uh, but not necessarily being crazy about you know ever thinking about being a teacher. Uh, I, I um, my first teaching job was a fellowship under Urban Teaching Corps in uh, in uh, Brooklyn, New York. And my mom told me, you know, I was a teacher, so you wouldn't have to be. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> but uh, the the uh, the apple doesn't fall too far from the tree, right? right. And um, at that time, I had a an awesome experience teaching twenty four students with IEPs, or twenty four students in the class, fourteen with IEPs. Uh, I was a co teacher, and I supported uh, a teacher that had about ten plus years of experience. Um, at that time, I very much was interested in uh, accessing multiple learning modalities and, and breakout groups and dynamic instruction and, and getting kids on their feet. Uh, um, and, and I did that effectively. Uh, uh, one of my students um, was a, you know, was having a really tr- hard time identifying the difference between a letter and a number. And for me, uh, you know, he, his exp- the expectation was that he was supposed to be reading in about a month. Wow. And wow. and that was um, very very uh, uh, it made, left a huge impression on me to get him to to think differently about instruction. Uh, I was always the kid who didn't really get it, uh, but I, at first glance. But if I just took my time with it, I was going to pass pass everybody. Um, so I saw that in him, and we would just do you know, fun things like skip count in the hallways and, you know, do push-ups to, to, to get numbers right. And then, you know, the, before you know it, he was singing the alphabet and then, and then decoding, uh, you know, decoding text. And, and you know, that, that relationship obviously makes a huge difference. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, you know, from there, we were able to get him to, to, to promote to the next grade. And at the beginning of the school year, that, that was not likely. So, um, you know, just just uh, a rapid growth through through building relationships with students really left a, a significant impression on me, and and uh, you know, very much influences the way I go about uh, you know the work that I'm doing now uh, across philanthropy to um, you know my work in, in the past five years in ed tech. Uh, just thinking about how to do things differently and, and thinking outside the box uh, to serve more students. That's a, I love that story because I think we, as educators, we all start with a story of one person and then it's just like once you get that, that ether, they call it, of, of really helping others, there's something very special about that. Um, so now you are uh, the founder and CEO of We Are Marcus. Um, 
tell us a little bit about that journey and, and what what you do there. Sure. Yeah. Um, so the idea there was, uh, you know, I, I, I made my way through activism, um, education, uh, consulting, supporting school leaders uh, with back office support and HR and finance. And, and all that sounds very boring. Um, <laughs> I, I, I made it exciting for the folks who were interested in serving more students at scale and, and also, you know, when we think about the cost of health care for teachers. When I was a teacher at 20 something years old, Healthcare plans didn't work for me, mm-hmm. right? I wasn't, I didn't, wasn't trusting of that system. I was just like, you know, I take care of myself, and I don't really need to doctor. Uh, so, yeah. so all that to say, I, I had that experience as being a teacher, um, and one of the, and and I also had a, a profound experience having a mentoring relationship, which I hope to touch on a little bit. Uh, the 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 thrust there as a consultant, you're dealing with, you know. The, the top half of school is sort of disconnected from the teacher experience, disconnected from the student experience. And I, you know, I, I actually got a, a great experience uh, learning about technology through evaluating tech providers for that HR product mm-hmm. and, and seeing vendors and thinking, well, if we just patch this together, you know, this tech space isn't that, isn't that scary. So demystifying that for myself as a non-technical founder was really important early on. Uh, and then further reaching those students, thinking about how I create more impact as one of the few black men um, regionally who was, you know, out um, uh, in a position of sort of authority on on the the, the, the costs at schools. But what I, I started to think creatively about how I take this experience of having exposure to technology and not being as afraid of it. Uh, and then thinking about my experience in schooling, um, uh, I told you earlier that I was raised by a single mother. I had a mentor who was a sort of replacement father uh, uh, at, at the time in undergrad. And, you know, he really changed my trajectory. I struggled in undergrad in my first year at a 2.7 GPA. Uh, I was not prepared from high school to college. Mm-hmm. Uh, experience significant uh, you know, racism in high school. I was told very clearly I would never attend a four-year university, right? And I'm talking to you as a tech founder, you know, <laughs> two grad degrees and a professor at a university, right? Yeah. And I was told I was told do not apply. Go to instant admittance at at the uh, the library. Community college will sign you up. Um, my mom stepped in at that time, and two years later, I met my mentor who fundamentally shaped how I pursued, how, what, how, I, how I applied my work ethic to academics and, you know, relationship building and networking and, and putting myself out there, talking me out of time, you know, tie my first tie, <laughs> all these things. Um, and, and the sort of, the broad stroke of that is uh, answering the questions I didn't know to ask. And for me, I wanted to figure out how to scale that effect so we are Marcus started uh, with doing a bit of research on who who else you know has had these experiences. Anecdotally, I was one of four uh, black males who was told you know to go to the library for instant admittance, right? Just coming out of that experience, thinking I'm not the only one. Mm-hmm. And I was a, I was a B plus student with you know captain of of two varsity teams, uh, vice chair of the economic club. Right. I, <laughs> this, this was this was 
Do you think parents, I think, and, and, their, and their, their, their highest of hopes want to take students, take their child, and, and get them in the best educational setting? But at that time, it was, you know, New York City was not the best place to go to school for, for public education. And, um, you know, moving us to the suburbs was a sort of safe haven. What I later found out is that after researching, you know, 24 million students in the country are come from fatherless homes. One in three students uh, have a quality relationship with a mentor. Uh, how do I get this, this, this group of students that are going into these environments that were not built for their success and give them the tools and the social capital uh, and measure some of the, what they call, you know, character growth and social emotional learning it takes students to the next level so that they can see beyond their immediate circumstance and 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 try to provide some of those answers to questions that they don't know to ask. That's how the tech platform was born. That's how I started to think about, you know, how do we get, you know, some of these educators and their experiences and, and across occupations to give students exposure uh, to, to possibilities so that they can connect life after school to school. And that was one of the most profound pieces of my experience as a, as a teacher uh, as, and as an activist and as a mentor working with young people to say, eh, you know, I get it. You're working through this problem, but this is, this is how this is going to relate to this other thing you got. And they can't see it yet. And no one's talking about it. It's all, you know, the tests and it's all what, what tool I need to go to. You know, kids are going through, uh, you know, 14 years at least of get to the next step, the next step, but not seeing the big picture. Uh, and that that's what my mentor provided me. And that's what uh, We Are Marcus essentially does. It's a single sign-on platform to expose students to stories of, of role models that they may not meet, um, understanding that matching doesn't work, right? Mentoring effect doesn't scale. Not every mentor can be in every school. So what we do is, you know, it's essentially a Netflix style experience where you can active, actively journal on what students uh, watch and hear and, um, and then take that to measuring their responses and providing a dashboard for educators uh, where they can see how students are performing on the social capital that is essentially um, more about life uh, and, and the soft skills that allow students to actually succeed in any career track that they that they uh, that they that they pursue and um, and getting a better sense of what's going on with them earlier on. Um, I, I, I know I answered that in this sort of narrative <laughs> way, but there's a sort of problem solution fit way to articulate that as well. Uh, typically, you know, each feature of the problem relates to each feature of the solution. Right. I, I that's amazing. <clears throat> I think I'm all I am all about, you know, connecting reality with academia. I love that bridge. Um, there's an equity piece in there. Uh, I think we all know that that tests and, and education has a ginormous equity challenge. Um, and so what, what I want to ask you then is how, how do you promote equity uh, technology and that social emotional learning through ed tech? So kind of going through that, it, it sounded like you do kind of a Netflix kind of piece and then you, you do that. So if, if I'm a, a community, how do I get set up with that? And then, and then how does that promote a little bit more? Can you dive deeper into that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, school is not designed for schools, for, for students of color to feel safe or supported, right? Under 
2% of educators are black men, right? Um, staggering stats, right? If, if any given person, you know, ask them, you know, what, if they, who their favorite black male educator is, and a stunning amount of students can't say that they even had one. Uh, so starting there, and then the other piece I mentioned earlier about, I think you, you also mentioned in a way that, you know, tests are not typically built for students to have, to have access to them. Mm-hmm. And we've been working hard. I commend all the educators throughout the country who are working hard to try to make tests more relatable and actually accurately measure the progress of students. Um, so, so on our platform, what we want to do is we want to engage students where they are and give them content that's relatable and then have those questions relate directly to their experience and ask them to flush that out. One of the things that we know uh, about student writing, particularly, uh, well, I mentioned earlier about modalities, students access information differently. So not everybody learns the same. So, so <laughs> it's a sort of uh, basic differentiation strategy with educators, right? Yeah. Good teachers, great teachers do this exceptionally well. Uh, again, full credit to them. We want to leverage that talent in the buildings. So we work in a train-the-trainer model to have an exceptional, uh, a teacher with exceptional relationships with students, right? That we can't, we, we, don't, we don't aim to manifest that. What we do is we identify and ask principals and after-school providers about who's that person, who's that person who can access this child, right? And that is a distinguishing factor that, that these conversations don't necessarily play out in whole group settings. You got 30 students, you just do the best you can, mm-hmm. right? So what we want to do is say, you know, maybe maybe it's the, uh, you know, maybe it's the dean of students, you know, maybe it's the school psychologist, mm-hmm. maybe it's we 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 don't, we're not we're not obsessed with the title. We we want to change the bureaucratic mentality within these institutions and and target that educator to then access that student in a different way and then the magic starts to happen right students start to write more about topics they can relate to and now we can we can actually help them with their literacy level because they're talking about something they care about yeah um, have you ever tried to do a job you don't care about? Right? <laughs> it's not easy. <laughs> well, we have we have eight and nine year olds, you know, struggling that has nothing to do with their experience. And you know, I, I I'm I'm very uh, uh, struck by the movement that's happening now that that has has you know shifted my my career in many ways. We didn't talk about you know Mike Brown and and Black Lives Matter back in. Uh, you know, when I was doing that consulting work, I thought, you know, I've got to do something a bit more bold, righteous, and unapologetic. Uh, and, and I see that playing out even today. You know, uh, the, the black and brown experience in education um, is, is learning someone else's culture of success, learning someone else's culture, period, and cultural history. You know, my background is an elective, right, in undergrad. Right, and then, but but I spent six, seven years learning about Western uh, history uh, and and Anglo-Saxon heritage and Caribbean heritage and experiences abbreviated, and and I got to go out of my way to get that. So, um, and I did it right, and 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 uh, um, you know, uh, 
shout out to Howard University where I, I completed my MBA. Uh, but I went to an institution that was built for me. So I think when we talk about equity, we talk about accessibility. Uh, there are challenges with stable Wi-Fi connections. There are challenges with um, you know uh, mobile devices and laptops. Uh, but we are in a virtual world, and uh, now we you know there 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 I think we're interested also in partnerships. Uh, you know, with uh, with with companies, the, the Verizon's, the Comcast Ventures. You know, these folks that are putting putting significant resources in communities to to uplift. Uh, and I, I happen to also you know have have uh, relationships with some of these local community foundations. And um, uh, I do want to mention those folks in philanthropy that are doing a better job of gathering the data on students who don't have stable Wi-Fi and, and uh, uh, you know, can, can, can do this work. So, but, but we're trying to meet students where they are. We do understand that uh, our way to scale is to make sure that we get content in front of students that can help them uh, at scale. That's, that's really our main, our main driver. Coming up after the break, Christopher King will talk a little bit more about ed reform and talk a little bit about some advice that he would give youth in today's world. We'll be right back after this. I want to take a moment and talk a little bit about Hall Pass Education. The mission of Hall Pass Education is to provide individuals the empowerment they need and desire to be successful in their future business and careers. This empowerment will be achieved via affordable training, coaching, and partnerships. Basically at Hall Pass, we're going to partner with others like you to demonstrate to creatives the path to career freedom through focused and intensive dialogue and coaching that you might not have previously realized. Head over to getahallpass.com and sign up for more. That's getahallpass.com and sign up. It's totally free. Check it out. I, I really appreciate that. I, I, I'm just, I have goosebumps because I, you know, I, it's funny because many of my um, students have now, I've become their student in, in this movement, um, just beyond COVID and, and the social justice pieces going on. And it's, it's in, you know, as a white male, I'm somebody I really enjoy it. And I'm just like, wow, I have so much more to learn. I think, you know, it's, this is true lifelong learning for me. And, and, you know, I have to check my privilege a lot. And it's so it's it's an amazing, uncomfortable journey that um, I hope more people embrace in education. This is not just a, a you know, a law enforcement challenge, obviously, you know, and I think a lot of people in education were just like, hey, you know, uh, there's a lot of start here. So I really I love that lens that you bring. I love the fact that, that you know, we are Marcus is doing that. On a discussion that I had yesterday on a panel, um, which was very interesting, it kind of touched on what you were touching about um, when students have access. Okay, so now what, right? So how how does that um, help uh, disadvantaged 
people because and what more do we need to do how do we know that that community okay they're they're ed tech ready we have it in their hands um what now um is there a mentoring piece to that is there like you know uh families we started talking about families connecting wanted to just ask you what what are your thoughts on how do you determine that it's ready for ed tech and it's going to get some good data that is actually going to uh, create some positive effect in education. Yeah, yeah. I think you're. I think you're very much touching on the concept of iteration in startups, right? And in and SEO, um, I I came at this with would not even have the language about SEL at the time. I was like, you know, character development, mentoring, uh, and then I, you know, got around educators and they're like, oh, you're, you're talking about SEL. I was like, well, you know, I got around other educators and I said, well, you're talking about holistic education. Uh, it's a new buzzword every generation. <laughs> so first I would just start there with a sort of learning curve, product development curve. Uh, there's there, there are aspects to measurement that have existed in uh, you know, the collaborative for academic and social emotional learning, uh, Castle, uh, it was a, a main feeder for some of the, how we measure this work. Um, the Aspen Institute also put out some, some, uh, pretty important information on this. From there, uh, to answer your question directly, you asked about, uh, readiness of families and communities. I, you know, I, I think they've been ready. I think they've, I think, there is a shift in behavior around the gold standard of face-to-face interaction. Um, I, you know, have been waiting for this, and now we're in it. <laughs> now, now we're uh, now we're all virtual. Um, so I think communities of color are ready. I think after we get, you know, say after. I think that's a journey too. That's a process, not a destination. Mm-hmm. Uh, families with. Uh, you know, what if, what if, what if Ward 7 and Ward 8 in D.C. alone, uh, there was a data gather on four, uh, 5G connection in that area and everybody got upgraded towers, everybody got, everybody got a router in their home or modem in their home and, you know, I say everybody, they, you know, 80, 80% to start, we would have an opportunity to affect student learning right away, right? It's not that families and, and, and parents and, and, and black and brown mothers and, and fathers don't want their students to have access to this. They do, They've, they, you know, and, and we do, I should say. And I think what, what, what happens next is, you know, engagement, engagement measurements, um, progress measurements on specific attributes that Rio Marcus is measuring, uh, some of the pieces out of Castle, um, you know, relationship skill development, um, uh, adversity, um, you know, the, the, I think what, what we've got right now is the college board is, is putting out the adversity score at, at, for every student across the country. And why are we not measuring that earlier? <laughs> right? Good question. But also, but also um, I, you know, my unapologetically uh, 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 black self is sort of thinking, we've had this. What I want to do is I want to have it be measured in a culturally competent and culturally aware way. So it's not the college board and, you know, the the, the majority culture 
telling minority cultures who they are based on their measurements. My interest is to shift the paradigm into we have our own ways of relating to each other, and we just want to make that we just want to make that uh, uh, put that in the forefront of the discussion uh, and and in the platform itself. Uh, I, I want I want I want these to be trusted spaces, and I want these to be uh, um, genuine, vulnerable, restored and, and informed by restorative justice and trauma informed practices. Uh, that's 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 the raw deal. <laughs> that um, spot on. Please run for education board somewhere <laughs> because it's spot on. I've been an educator for 19 years and um, it is very frustrating to see um, all these inequities. And, and I'm a white male, so there's a lens that I don't have. And it's it is way overdue. Um, and and it, I always have hope. I have hope that that what's going on in the world today will change some of this. But in, in that capacity of what's going on, we have COVID, we have, um, you know, a lot of a shift in, in social justice and, and, you know, the education piece. So there are students in the middle of this. Um, so what I always like to ask guests um, is what, what would you tell a student, um, possibly a secondary education student, a post-secondary uh, college kid, uh, somebody who might just have graduated, what kind of advice would you give youth? And then on, the, on top of that, I'm gonna ask another question, what kind of advice would you give to educators in a, in a time, because this is very uncomfortable for a lot of people. Um, yeah. Uh, I, you know, it's a, it's a great question. I think it's, uh, for me, I, you know, I'll, I'll think about what I told my, my students at the end of the semester, um, uh, this, 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 uh, this significant, significant experience that they've undergone um, is, all, is really going to make them stronger. Uh, I... You know, I was a I was the uh, shortest kid on the basketball court for about you know <laughs> 15 years, <laughs> and I loved the game. I rode the bench my freshman year of, of high school, and then I was uh, you know starting varsity player my junior year. Um, you know, it's it's not it's not there's no mistake in that. I think what what happened there is I worked harder, and I and I and I. I reflected a lot. I become. I became much more self-aware. What was I doing wrong? How could I think through the experiences uh, to make me better at what I do? And I, I think, you know, virtual or quarantine and stay at home and battling a, a pandemic. Um, I think. It, I think it speaks to very much uh, uh, what 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 you know what we're talking about today. Uh, when the lights go off, right? Uh, when no one's watching. That's what defines you as a person, right? It's not a. It's you know you're not you're not worried about all the little things that are materialistic, all the little things that are you know like who's you know who's doing what and, and how they're doing it, and you stop benchmarking yourself mm -hmm. against other people, and you start to um, you know measure against your best self. I I'm I'm confident that those students are going to once they get that piece. They're going to really, uh, um, you know, surpass their wildest expectations and be, you know, their, their, their ancestors' wildest dreams. 
uh, um, educators, <laughs> uh, I, I, I get welled up over that one. You know, <laughs> uh, um, yeah, yeah, easy for me to get. Um, you get me, got me on my stump speech today, man. Um, so for educators, I, you know, I think it's it's just of uh, flexibility and and um, being nimble and creative. Uh, particularly around engagement and measuring, you know, check for checks for understanding as well as how students are learning over time. Uh, it is it is significantly challenging to do that, uh, but I think we've got to slow ourselves down. We've got to shift our pacing. We've got to uh, be creative about how students uh, make up work. Um, you know, uh, how they how they how they get through challenging material. Um, yeah, I. I think that also collaboration amongst colleagues and, and sharing best practices is going to be a bit, you know, it's a new, it's a new, it's a new, new conversation in that regard. And don't give up. Uh, uh, there is a great meme on this. Um, you know, have you ever taken six classes, um, you know, as a teenager and um, have shoddy Wi-Fi connection and, um, you know, try to try to learn everything online all in a week. You know, twelve-year-olds are being asked to do things that are that adults would never even try, right? So, so uh, lead with empathy is would be my headline, and uh, and and don't give up would be the next. Fantastic advice. Uh, flexibility and, and empathy are a, th- th- there's no way around that. Um, it will be clear if you don't have that. Um, and I think that's a, a frustration as an educator. I, I think I share that with you. Um, Want to give people an opportunity to find you. Where can people find uh, We Are Marcus and Christopher King? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you can <clears throat> look me up for further information, uh, uh, king-talks.com. Uh, is a great way to just uh, uh, just check me out. But you can follow at uh, underscore King Talks uh, on Twitter and Instagram. And We Are Marcus, you can always uh, uh, check us out at wearemarcus.com. You can donate there uh, as well as um, get time to talk about, you know, what the following school year and beyond might look like for you. And I'm interested in learning from you as well. Um, um, and our, you know, if you request a demo, uh, we're not accepting cohorts currently. I'm, I'm doing research at uh, the city fund and um, through Ed Pioneers, and and thereafter, uh, we we might look to do some, you know, SEL engagements just to get to know schools as well as uh, gather information and provide uh, whatever support we can. Um, and uh, that that's it. That's it. Uh, you can check us out there and and um, reach out. Uh, uh, I, I can also give my my email in the chat, and you can go ahead and, and uh, definitely disseminate that just for folks to reach out. Got it, Christopher King. Thank you so much for sharing your story, um, sharing your passion, and sharing the way that you're disrupting education. Thank you, thank you. Great meeting you, and uh, great talk today. Keep keep doing the great work. All right, thank you, listeners. Uh, we'll be back for another episode later on. Please hit that subscribe button and keep disrupting education.